1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That's
3: right. Uh, Brian Mazrowski back here with you on WBEN. Joe is uh, enjoying his vacation, hopefully. Can't say that for sure. But I'm sure he is. Enjoying his vacation out for uh, the next while, uh, but I'm here with you uh, for the next hour or so on WBen. Thanks for being with me. And wow, a uh, lot to talk about. Once again, um, this this story. So we had the heat yesterday, which didn't stop people, by the way, from going to Canal Fest. I was really surprised. A big crowd at Canal Fest yesterday for like one of the hottest days. It's got to be one of the hottest days. Well, you know. Every year, there's probably at least one day like this. You have the festival runs for, what, 10 days plus, And then you've got the timing right in the scene. There's probably a 90-degree day built into most Canal Fest somewhere. But I would think that's the day most people stay home. I guess wrong. A lot of people out and about there enjoying themselves yesterday. Pretty cool to see. Um, not everyone was enjoying themselves yesterday. The heat wave is having an impact on drivers. Not something I would have thought about, but this is in the news. UPS drivers, and I would imagine Postal Service workers, because their trucks are the same way, but UPS trucks, not air-conditioned. And during a heat wave, I mean, hey, you see all the stories, right, every single year, about what happens if you're left inside of a hot car. It's got to be pretty tough. When the temperature's 90 or above, uh, humidity, everything's baking in. Uh, Listen to this report. And this is what you know really caught my ear this morning.
1: Authorities say 10 soldiers were hit by lightning at Fort Gordon in Georgia, one of them dying from the injuries. And delivery drivers are sounding the alarm after a UPS driver was seen collapsing in the heat in Arizona. UPS trucks do not have air conditioning. One UPS driver spoke anonymously to our Phoenix station, KNXV. Every week, drivers are dropping like flies through the heat conditions, and UPS is killing drivers because of this. ABC News has not verified the identity of the drivers, but in a statement, UPS says it never wants employees to continue working to the point that they risk their health or work in an unsafe manner.
3: That's Christina Leto. Um, the, what caught my attention? The voice disguiser on the driver talking about Eric... Ir- I don't know who this driver is, obviously. Their voice was disguised. They chose to remain anonymous. But I do do you have that distinctive a voice in a job where you're working very much by yourself and not talking to your coworkers a lot, where you have to put on the twenty twenty dateline murder witness voice protector <laughs> over you to the the muffle the sound of the voice so you can't understand who's talking that's what caught my ear but it's kind of wild i want to hear from drivers who are out there maybe listening right now 8030930 if you want to join me this morning i know i never really thought about that before but now it kind of makes sense you have both doors open no air conditioning in those trucks is it that big of a deal and should you expect there to be in that job I mean, when it comes to your working conditions, uh, where is the expectation and is it always met? I think that's pretty interesting because it varies place by place, right? I mean, sometimes you sign up for some brutal working conditions. If you're working the power lines, you know that there's the possibility you're going to be out there fixing lines, you know, after a snowstorm when it's cold out there. It's brutal and doing the same thing right in the heat. Um, You know, I mentioned Canal Fest. You're working the carnival ride. Uh, Hopefully you're okay with standing around all day in the heat and being out there in the hot, hot sun. You kind of have to expect it. Is, I mean, is that the case if you're a UPS driver? It would have to be, like, advertised on the job listing, right? I would think so. But if they're not air conditioned and you drive around for a while and maybe you're driving in the spring, you take the job in the spring and summer comes around and then you have yesterday and it's just like brutal. Do you have a a leg to stand on to say, hang on, wait a second, this is not what was advertised? I don't know. 803-0930, you know, someone saying, oh, UPS drivers have no choice but to work in these conditions or they don't get paid. I I know that. But do they have a point where you you need to stand up and say, hey, um, our conditions need to be better? This isn't, you know, this shouldn't be that way. We should have AC and heat in every single vehicle, and that's that. I think the heat is there, right? I mean, the heat has to be there uh, for the winter. But with no AC, and by the way, you know, we've talked a lot about cars this week, but is there any car being sold now, that, like, new vehicle that doesn't have air conditioning? That used to be a feature. But now I think that's kind of a standard thing. It's like the crank windows, right? Ooh, power windows. Now, it, you know, you're going to sell me a car without power windows. I mean, what's going on? You're going to sell me a car without air conditioning? I don't think so. But, hey, I, I mean, this hits close to home, right? We talk about this all winter long in the studio. We got our mitts on, the big coat and everything uh, all winter. And it's you're not expecting you're inside to be working in the cooler. It's not like we're working at Perry's, right? You work at Perry's, and you know you're going to be, right, in the the freezing cold you have to wear the jacket you have to have the special equipment you know what you're going into you're walking into that freezer but that's not true for every job and i you know if i'm a ups person if i'm a mail carrier it might be a little bit different because you're working through the elements as a you uh postal service worker delivering all these packages and ups is kind of the same but i There's something different, I feel like, about the mail route. You're trekking on your feet from place to place a lot of times. You have to go through the snow when it's bad outside. You know, it's almost like the utility worker has to be outside. You have to go through the heat. So I, I don't know. I feel like it might be different for UPS and the Postal Service. 803 0930 to weigh in. uh, Somebody's texting in about UPS. They they say they were an employee, now retired, (laughs) and you have no idea how much they'll follow up. And they say this guy with the protected voice, who we just heard in that report from ABC, he said he's not going to be surprised if they hunt him down. Social media scoured. Wow. You never would have thought that for UPS. Uh, but they say working in the 90-plus degree heat on summer days, unloading a big car with the windows rolled up, I, I can imagine uh, that's that's rough. And it's probably not what you sign up for. And somebody else saying uh, medication, supplements that need refrigeration, that's why I never trust you. Buy some of these things. Now, medication is different. I, you you kind of hope that. They've got the right transport if you're getting something from the pharmacy behind the counter, right? But you see a lot of times these supplements on store shelves, and sometimes they're even in, like, the refrigerator in the store. But I'm always thinking, like, there's no way that from packaging to where it's in this little refrigerated aisle end cap that it always... Remains cold like it needs to be, right? In storage, in transportation, I'm not sure. Someone chiming in about the uh, three-way people blacktopping the road. That is the one that I could never. I, there's a lot of there, well, there's a lot of jobs I could never do, but I give all credit to anyone who works with blacktop because there's something about the smell for me. I can't. I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't when somebody's laying down. Um, Even like sealer, if anyone's sealing a parking lot or they're laying down new blacktop somewhere, there's road work or something's being dug up and I'm outside, I feel like I can smell it from a mile away and I can't stand it. So if you're out there, not only in the heat, but you're smelling that all day long, I give you all the credit in the world because that's a job I could never, ever do. But it's interesting that UPS drivers are well, thinking about that, right? So, and then someone says, technically, the uh, UPS trucks are air-conditioned, just not for cool air. I mean, all right. You got them out of technicality right there. And I didn't know this. Can FedEx drivers not use or not open their doors the same way the UPS drivers do? I never would have noticed that. I'm learning all sorts of new things, thanks to our listeners here. And then this is, can only use AC in trucks in the south if you're FedEx? I don't know. That sounds a little extreme for me, but hey, pretty interesting there. Anyways, uh, UPS drivers going out and trying to figure out how to move forward. And then, uh, so that was the one thing that caught my ear this morning, the UPS driver got to talk with the the big voice thing muffling so no one can understand who he is complaining about no EC in the cars. Then there's also you have – we talked with Peter Hunt earlier this morning about what's happening on the waterfront. And I feel like you have to feel – now, there's been a lot of developments that have started – failed or ideas that have been put out there never really come to fruition um you know never really even opened their doors it's an idea that's put out there there's work that's been done and it just never uh, really materializes and it happens a lot uh, and re- you never really end up feeling for the developer at least i don't you know you know just well it happened uh, you know you had an idea it didn't end up working i feel like you have to feel a little bit for jerry bukite who tried to redo the old Freezer Queen out on the waterfront, wanted to create the Queen City Landing. It was going to be a big building right next to the small boat harbor. You'd have people living there. You'd have people staying there. Maybe some other things uh, done on the main floors because it was such a huge site. But the Queen City Landing Project, a a little ambitious, sure. But here's a guy who looked at unused space on the waterfront and said, you know what? How come there's nothing there? Let's go. Let's do something. We're going to buy this property. We're going to tear down part of it, and we're going to build up something brand new. And it never materialized. And I feel like it was to no fault of his own. Here's a guy I feel like you have to feel for because he tried to get this off the ground, but it was years before he was even given clearance to get started on any sort of work. He went through the courts. I remember uh, covering this story through uh, the courtrooms. We were in Buffalo City Court. Hours and hours spent. With people, you know, the birds. What about the birds? They're going to fly into a building. Um, What about the historic nature of this old Freezer Queen site? You can't tear this part down. It's historic. Over and over and over again goes through all of that. Eventually, it seemed like he cleared the hurdles and then you got COVID, you know, as soon as you're about to do this, and it throws a wrench into everything. And so, I don't know. I feel for a guy like Jerry Bukite, who tried to get Queen City Landing up and running, I think it would have been a great project. Because you look right now and there's not a lot out there. There's a lot of great park space, a lot of great uh, land to go out and explore if you can withstand the winds. But there's really not a lot out there. It seems ripe for something to put something out there for people to enjoy. And it was at the right part of the Outer Harbor where you could have people living there and it didn't seem like that big of a hassle to get there and back. And it was a great idea and it never happened. So what now? And who's to blame? And if you saw what happened to Jerry Bukite in this Queen City Landing project... Would you want to go and buy this property? I mean, normally you'd look at this and say people would be lining up, right? On the waterfront in Buffalo, not far from the city's downtown. Should be a perfect spot for a new development. But then you look at the freezer or the uh, Queen City Landing project on the former Freezer Queen, and all the hoops that it had to jump through. And you got to be looking and say, is it worth it? Is it worth the headache? You know, I know it's a great piece of property. The location is something you can't really get anywhere else. But is it worth jumping through all those hoops over and over again, right, to do that? And it's not just him. You look about uh, look at the concert venue. they're building on the outer harbor, which is a smaller concert venue. It's a smaller pavilion. And even there, uh, there wasn't the big court battle that the Queen City landing had to go through. but you had to listen to politicians, people in power, and then a small group of people. and I do mean small group of people. there all six of them were out there, Birkenstocks the hats with the flap in the back to protect your neck the you know all the columbia sportswear they were out there uh, arguing against No, we have to save the birds you can't build a stage and where is the balance we talk about this with the preservation uh, you know thing all the time the big great northern grain elevator that gets talked about All the time here, you know, where is the balance of preserving it and actually moving forward for once? Well, how about this on the Outer Harbor? Right on the waterfront. I mean, where is the balance of being too careful and, I mean, let's just do something? Because there is the cautionary tale, right, of the 190. You don't want to repeat a mistake that was done in the past. But at the same time, I mean, what a... When we're talking about birds, and someone will have to explain to me, and I'm sorry for being cruel. Uh, but a, a smart bird's going to fly around, right? I mean, they're not going to... It's going to upset the migratory path of the birds. I mean, Can they not fly around? I'm sure I sound ridiculous and stupid to some people out there. But I know a lot more are nodding their heads saying, if the bird was smart... There's a reason I guess we have the bird brain term. (laughs) But if the bird uh, was a good bird that was worth saving, I think it would fly around. Whether it's the concert venue or Queen City Landing or anything else like that. We're stopping big development projects that could push Buffalo forward because we're concerned that a bird is going to fly into the building. It, there's a similarity there to, hey, instead of we're diverting a million dollars in funding that can be spent on a lot of things because truck drivers keep smashing into that bridge in the city of Tonawanda, it's a million dollars worth of potholes that won't be fixed because the truck driver can't see the bridge. And it's like this, it's, it's how many millions of dollars worth of development and worth of right? Potential on the waterfront. Are we going to stop because a bird can't see a building? You tell me, when is uh, enough enough? Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Brian Mesrowski, I'm here with you until about 10 o'clock on WBEM.
2: and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings
1: with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: All right, welcome back, Brian Mesaroski. Here with you until about ten o'clock. Um, we were talking about the uh, UPS drivers. There's now a push after this heat wave across the country. I did not know this, that UPS trucks don't have AC, but it kind of makes sense. Everyone's wearing, you know, little shorts and uh, have their windows wide open. So there had to be a reason for that, right? <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you know, bringing up the point, do they have a good gripe here when it comes to their working condition. Should those trucks be outfitted with AC? I mean, what should your expectation be? 803-0930 to join me. Uh, a lot of comments on our text board. And I guess it depends on right uh, where you are. Someone's saying uh, their son is a welder, and in the building you're you know welding all day. You're in that hot, hot heat. You don't have sympathy. Someone else, I work at a factory in my feet all day, temperature is 100 degrees or more during the summer, so they have a little sympathy. And I, you know, listen, hey, I understand it. But I also think that there's a little bit of a difference when it comes to, you know, knowing what you sign up for. You know, there is something, and I'm not taking anything away from how difficult it is to work in those conditions, whether it's the factory that's 100 degrees or whether you're out filling potholes when it's 100 degrees outside. But there is some knowledge when you take the job that you are going to work in those conditions. That, like, eventually it's going to (laughs) stink. Right? You're going to have some days that aren't that fun. Is this falling into the same category, do you think? The UPS driver who doesn't have AC and all of a sudden finds himself in the middle of a heat wave and they're scorching in the truck. Is that the same? I, I, I mean, I guess I should have applied for a uh, a job at UPS to see if, it, if they say so up front. Hey, just so you know, no AC in the trucks, so uh, summer's going to get hot, right? Then maybe that alleviates some of it. But I'm not sure that's what they signed up for. 803 to join me here on WBEN. We'll go to Mary Alice in Buffalo. Mary Alice, uh, what's going on?
5: I think it's probably Mary Ellen in West Seneca, if I'm the next one up.
3: That's, that's you. You're on with WBEN. What's going on? Sorry.
5: Okay, thank you. I just wanted to comment that my brother is a recently retired mailman, and for years, and maybe still, many of the older trucks are, were not and are not air conditioned. So the U.S. Postal Service uh, is treating the employees, in many cases, the same way. No air conditioning in those little metal boxes, more or less.
3: Is that now when your brother, it's your brother, you said, right? Yes. When your brother took that job... Is that something you think he knew about beforehand that he was told, hey, listen, when you're going to be dealing with the elements, uh, maybe more so than you think?
5: Uh, As far as the vehicle they're driving? Yeah,
3: you're not going to be able to hide out in the truck uh, for a cooling break when it gets hot outside.
5: No, in those old trucks, you absolutely couldn't. You couldn't. So I I think it probably was common sense to the guys or girls uh, when they took the job that, you know, this is what you might be driving, you might be stuck with. You know, just like it might be six feet of snow you're walking through. Yeah, Yeah. I know that was the case for a very long time. Eventually, he got a different truck. But I think some of the old ones are still out there if they haven't been replaced. And those poor postal workers. Uh, really suffered with the
3: heat. Hey, thank you for the call. And you know what? I always did wonder, because I thought about this. Uh, you see, or at least I see, when I'm you know running around the neighborhood and when you see uh, mail carriers taking a break, and now that I'm thinking about it, they're always hanging out in the shade somewhere outside. And I would always think, you know, if that was me, I'd be, because if, I ever, you know, when I was running around all around Western New York as a reporter in the hot summer, any chance I got, I was back in the car with the A.C. on. So I should have known that there was no A.C. in the car just by the fact that when the mail carriers got a little bit of a break, they weren't sitting in the trucks because they didn't have A.C., so, all right, there's something to that, but you would know. It, mail, like I said, there's a difference between the postal service and the UPS. I think a little bit because you know, in the postal service, you're going to be dealing with the elements, whether that's the heat or the cold, because you're you're doing all that walking out in the elements, right? We got uh, the other thing we were talking about was something we were speaking with Peter Hunt earlier this morning. Queen City Landing. I, I feel for Jerry Bukite, who is now looking to sell. That property and the Queen City Landing project uh, never really getting up uh, it, despite years of court battles and everything like that. Uh, Patrick, you're on WBEN. You wanted to comment on that. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you feel yeah. for
2: Jerry Bukite? I do. I do. I thought that he was a good developer because not only did he buy that old site and tear down the abandoned warehouse that sat empty for a decade or longer. But his development plan included public access to that peninsula. He had a boardwalk going all the way around a promenade that even if you did not live there, even if you were not going to visit the restaurant on the first floor of his development, you as a member of the public would have access to just walk the peninsula on the water there on his site so I thought he was very very um accommodating to the public and yet again the extremist came forward at the last minute and put Buffalo backwards once again.
3: It's a shame. I mean Patrick, it's not every project is like this, right, where you have this piece of property that should be so valuable. I just I don't can you imagine anybody lining up to buy this normally they should be right
2: right but you know the only reason and I agree with everything you've said so far the only reason this gentleman who I don't know personally but I remember following it closely the only reason he was doing this is because this was going to be his so-called gift to Buffalo the town that he loves western New York You know, he was spending a lot of money, and he, in fact, did spend a lot of money cleaning up that site. So now we've got the building gone, which is great. He got rid of the eyesore. We've got all the environmental toxins removed on his dime, uh, and we've got what started as a new protective uh, bank, the embankment there that he shored up. So he did a lot of good, even though he got mm, screwed over in the
3: end. I feel for him. Hey, Patrick, thanks for the call. It's rough. And it did look like, uh, you know, years back, it did look like sometimes that it was going to end up that way. I mean, the the court battles over and over again. And at the end of the day, he's choosing to sell the property and hopefully uh, whoever is next. He mentioned the cleanup. That's another thing that, you know, there's old industrial stuff there's a cleanup process that has to happen and happened under someone else's dime. So, so somebody else might get a deal and hopefully doesn't have to jump through the same hoops. Uh, on the text board 8030930, a lot of uh, people talking about the UPS drivers and not having AC. There's uh, quite a few of them saying during this heat wave, it's just too much. We need a change. Someone's saying the HR guys tell UPS hires. It'll be tough, but it's a great workout. And that sounds funny, but I, you might tell that to me and I go, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. <laughs> and then like after two months, I'd be, yeah, I, I, I don't really uh, know about this. Doesn't really seem like that for me. Somebody else pointing out that, hey, if you have to disguise your voice, that might tell you something about the company that you're working for. And I would agree with that. And then there's this from, you know, we're getting the inside sources from all the people who have worked at UPS. And the person uh, texting in uh, about how UPS workers are measured, their efficiency, and everything like that. This person saying UPS's inside workers, unloading trucks, have to maintain a rate of package unloaded, you know, measured every seconds. On a four-hour shift, drivers have hundreds of stops per day. Mistakes are posted on whiteboards in work areas. Um, Employees not meeting standards are listed for a talk with a manager. And the way that text is presented, it's presented as a bad thing. But I would guess that not everybody would think that's a bad thing. There is something to be said, and, you know, hey, it might be difficult. You could argue if the standards are unreasonable for anyone to keep up with. But I I think there's a lot of people who would rather have a job where it's kind of spelled out for you. All right, this is what you have to do, and this is, like, to the second the exact uh, output we're expecting out of you. I think there's a lot of people who would really like that. And there's probably a good amount of people who would benefit from that. You know, hey, look, you have to do this, 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 and this. And if you don't, we're going to have to have a talk. And your name's going to go up on the board. I don't mind that. Keeping a standard, keeping everyone accountable. And hopefully, if that is kept true for everybody, then you're looking around, right, you're in an area where you're looking at your coworkers and, you know, there's no one slacking off. You can't say, hey, uh, you know, what's going on here? He hasn't worked uh, as hard as me in forever, and he's never getting called out for it. You know, hopefully, if that's true, what's being texted in, that won't happen. And maybe it's not just UPS uh, just getting these emails, From uh, people who are kind of inside the business uh, world, and this is out of an article, Uh, Goldman Sachs' review process, a bit tougher than the average company's, typically that bank ditching about 5% of underperforming staff annually, and they halted the review process during the pandemic because nobody could really tell, right, what exactly was going to happen. But now Goldman Sachs saying this week that it's slowing hiring and looking at reinstating its performance review process. And of course, with it, those end of the year layoffs for anyone who's underperforming. It's coming at a time, right, when everybody is hurting for workers, we're willing to offer you so much more than you ever would have gotten. In previous years, if you're applying for a job, the benefits are better. The pay is better. But now here's at least one company saying, "Um, we're still going to hold our standard here. And is that good? How important are performance reviews in your workplace and in operating a business successfully? Because I think there's... A good place for that in just about everywhere. And there's something with uh, accountability, being held accountable, and being honest with yourself, too. My only beef with this, with Goldman Sachs, and, I mean, you'd be able to, I'm sure, uh, take a look at this throughout the entire year, break it up and see how you're doing, but is that it only happens at the end of the year. (laughs) I, I would want it. Every few months, you know, quarterly performance review. Am I on the right path? You know, what am I doing here? Not everybody needs that, but I think it is good for a lot of workers. So some people giving advice to uh, CEOs about how to best put in these performance reviews as you're still having a hard time hiring, right? Right. But I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, Goldman Sachs, at least one company, reinstating that performance review process that they've had. Someone chiming in saying the standards are unrealistic. That's something you have to, I can't say, you know, for sure if that's true or not. I would say typically, well, I mean, if a good percentage of people are meeting the standards, then it's not unrealistic because it's being done. And there's something to that. I think it you know makes it work like a well-oiled machine. Maybe a little bit more having some good uh, standards out there. <laughs> Someone's chiming in that uh, hey, uh, what about Josh Allen? No AC on the football field. Do you? If you're the uh, Bills, they're building this uh, new stadium, and whatever team they have five years from now, are they going to band together and say, "Hang on a second, look at." All these other football players, they get to play in the climate-controlled dome. And meanwhile, we're out here every weekend freezing our butts off playing outside. Is that the next step in the evolution? You know, as the UPS drivers say, we hang on, other drivers, you know, FedEx gets air conditioning. What's going on here? Is that going to be the Bills in five years? Hey, hang on a second. They they got a roof. Atlanta's got a roof over Indy. They're playing with a roof over there. They don't have to worry about the snow and the cold every time. What about me? Could you imagine if Josh Allen tried to do that on his, uh, you know, every every player? You would talk about performance reviews. This still happens, right? You have the end year-end meetings. Every player goes into the coach or GM's office. All right what are the things you got to work on for next year? What 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 are the team's plans with you? Could you imagine at the year-end meeting Josh Allen walking into the coach's office after this uh, new stadium and everything? And he just goes, uh, "Hey, you know, listen. Underperformed a little bit. Completion percentage wasn't as high as it should be, but hey, look, you can't compare me directly to Matt Ryan over in Indianapolis. He plays in a dome. I had to deal with elements that he didn't have to. I how Would that really get over? I don't think it would. I don't think he'd get all that far with that argument. It would be a funny one to bring up, though. You're running back, hey, you're you're not accounting for all the times I slipped on the turf because it was snowing. That's not my fault. Can't blame that on me. Let's go to Frank. Frank's on W B E N. What Hi, do you there. think? When is it? When is uh, your working environment expected versus when is it something that it rises to the level you need to gather people and complain about?
6: Well, let's face it. Shouldn't it be an OSHA consideration? I mean, workplace safety doesn't just limit itself to an office building. Well, here, here,
3: sorry to interrupt you, but I think you bring up a good word there, safety. There's a difference, right, between safety and, like, comfort level, right? I I mean, is driving the truck unsafe? I don't know if anyone's saying it's – I guess there are. You know, somebody did faint, but – is there a big difference there between a safety concern and a comfort concern? Absolutely. I'm I've
6: been a trucker most of my life with other jobs, and I can tell you that, for instance, my last job, the equipment is so old that it is hotter in a truck than it is outdoors. And when you talk about, you know. Uh, leaving an animal like a dog in a truck or a vehicle with the windows up and this and and how dangerous and deadly it is. Well, as a truck driver, if you're driving down the road and you're tired and sleepy and groggy and exhausted because of extreme prolonged heat, that absolutely should be a safety OSHA issue because I've literally had a thermometer in my truck at the place I worked with or worked at and over 120 degrees and they make you sit in that for eight hours
3: you know what frank that's what uh just you know steal something from yesterday that's too much bob right <laughs> over 120 degrees somebody chimed in saying ups's service is great they must be doing something right so yeah it's so hot in the truck they you know delivering fast so they can get out of it i don't think that's how it's supposed to happen though but i, I think about that you know on the same lines You know, your performance review at the end of the year. Josh, Aaron Rodgers goes up to the coach. Listen, I would have been better. You know, our working conditions, they're just not the same. I'm out here in the freezing cold. You know how hard it is to throw a football in the cold? And Compared to this other guy, you can't compare me with that. Put me in that uh, dome. I'd be slinging it around, too. I don't think that happens. But uh, thanks for hanging out with me. I'll be back here tomorrow. 5 a.m. bright and early. David's next after the news on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone
2: 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at
3: T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch